Hey guys, and welcome to the Explicit MMA Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Fernandez, and we finally have a video that's going to be up on our YouTube, Explicit MMA. Link in the bio of our Instagram. It's in our link tree. It's in the bio of literally everything. So um, let's, let's pull it up. Pull up my screen. UFC 262. I didn't manage to catch the prelims or early prelims. I caught the main card the night after, so let's have a go through it. Sergey Spivak versus Greg Hardy. Dominant performance from Sergey Spivak. Greg Hardy did not look good. I don't know what's going to happen with him now. Like, MMA fire. Cool, whatever. He's lost how many in a row now? He's six. He's seven and five. Has lost his last three, all by finishes, and just wow, really. I mean, he's lost to the good people. Taichi Vasa, I think he's ranked third. Like, come on. Sergei's 15th. Taibura's ranked pretty highly. But, man, you want to keep him on the main card, but you can't give him people like, you know, Bez, like Dimitri Smokov or whatever his name was. Like, you can't give him these, like, low echelon people when his name's that big. I think, this sounds rude, but I think the UFC might end up releasing him. But do not quote me on that. Like, don't. But Sergey, he's ranked now, so we can see who he should face next. Actually, it's on here. I'll just go up to heavyweight real quick. Heavyweight. Sergey's ranked 15th. Who? I see Walt Harris. Walt Harris is ranked 13th. He doesn't have a fight coming up. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a good fight. That'll be a good fight to watch. Or you can give him Augusta Sakai, who's coming off a loss. And, yeah, just either those, he obviously Bogoy Ivanov's taken up in May. So, if I was Sergey, I would want to get in there fast. It's been, he finished the fight in, what was it, two minutes? So, yeah. Then you got Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira, and my God, the memes come out of this. By the way, if you're watching the video, I know I'm on my phone right now. I'm just, I'm just pulling up some shit. The first round was actually pretty like wild, to be honest. I did not expect to go in that way, but I heard a lot of pundits saying that it was a close. It was going to be a close fight anyway. Let's see. The first round, like everyone gave it to Oliveira. That rear naked choke at the end was the funniest shit I've ever seen. You've got fucking Kevin Holland just thumbs up in the middle of it. And I thought that was hilarious, man. It was absolute jokes. And if I'm on a verdict MMA right now, please check them out. They're great. You get to see what the majority of people scored it and all that stuff. And the world scored it like 9.8 to Oliveira and 9.2 to Kevin Holland. So they take a cumulative score. So the majority of people actually went for Alex, Alex Oliveira in the first round. And then you get to the second round. Kevin Holland just throws his short. I think it was a right hand to, to knock him down. Which I thought was... He's really good with those short shots. I don't know how he generates that much power. But when you look at these skinny guys. It sounds rude for me to say. But it's true. They generate so much power from the smallest, the smallest attack. I think that's crazy. Now we got the Bryce Mitchell versus Edson Barboza fight, and what can I say except from I did not expect that. 
Like I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I actually predicted. I predicted Barboza by third round knockout, and he got absolutely shut out. I'm gonna pull up the stats actually to see how many takedowns Bright Mitchell actually landed. Bug nasty UFC two seventy two. I have forgotten UFC stats though now. UFC stats. By the way, you should definitely check out UFC stats. It is great. I love UFC stats. Um, coming to Vince Masvidal. Here we go. Four takedowns from Bryce Mitchell. Thirty-four strikes. Sixteen strikes from Barboza. He shut him out there. Like honestly. He even knocked him down, which I think is insane. In the first round as well, and then Edson Barbosa was not there for the rest of the fight, if you ask me. I think it's mad that he got knocked down. <laughs> you could ask a hundred people who know anything about MMA. If they said that they would think that Bryce Mitchell would knock him down, they're stupid and they're lying to you, right? Let's get it straight out the way. Now we got the Dos Angeles Moicano fight. This was interesting. This was interesting. It should have stopped after the fourth round. Let's be honest. I think Moicano was taking too much damage and his corner should have done something to like stop it. But maybe there was a agreement in play with his with his corner staff that hey, they shouldn't he shouldn't do the fight. Like they they shouldn't stop the fight because I know Anthony Smith, when he fought Glover Teixeira, and he was getting the piss beat out of him, right? He told his staff, no matter what, don't stop the fight. And yeah, stop corner. You know what the fuck I meant. I'm looking at these cumulative scores right now. Uh, so, Israel Asanya's dad is actually on verdict, and I follow him. He scored the rounds full. How far Asanya is all of them? 10-9, 10-9, 10-7, which is crazy. Like, 10-7 for the third round, 10-8, and then 10-9 in the last round. But the last round was surprisingly close, which shocked the hell out of me. Like, Mike Carlo did well in the final round. Like, I was genuinely confused at how he did that well, but after, like, the shots he took were not good. Let's pull up some stats as well. I'm not sure whether these are the significant strikes or the... Yes, significant strikes. 149 for Dos Anjos. 88 for Mykano. Mykano absorbed 119 head strikes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, and he's a fucking warrior. Like, what do you take this fight on? A couple of days notice? Four days. Four days notice because Fizio tested positive for COVID. And let's just go to the main event. Carmen Levis Masvidal, the rivalry fight, the crazy fight, which turned out exactly how most people expected it. Like, I'll, I'll show you this right now. I'll show it to the camera. Let me, let me get off the screen real quick. If you see that, I got covered by decision. And I want some big points on that one, I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah, I had covered in by decision, and... Um, it went how everyone thought it would go. Covington wrestled the hell out of him. I think landed six takedowns. Yeah, six takedowns. Outstruck him. And yeah, I wasn't really shocked. I know that um, 
that's now rocked him in the fourth round, but I still think that Covington won every other second in that fourth round. And I don't know how the judges gave, like one judge gave him that round. Excuse me, but what did everyone expect? I thought that was a dominating performance, and yeah. Now let's go. What, what fight should they have next? Which, like, I should have said it after the Holland fight. I just completely forgot. I just remembered it now. So let's just go up to the welterweights. Probably easier to go this way, isn't it? Boom, welterweights. Where's so, I thought Kevin Holland was right. No, he's not. I say he fights a Li Jingliang or a uh, Jeff Neal. Probably Jeff Neal's coming off a win. I think that's a good fight. But either Jeff Neal or Li Jingliang, I don't want him to. I don't want to see him fight Santiago Ponzinibbio. I don't want to. I don't want to see Santiago get knocked out. To be honest with you. And then Oliveira. Oliveira can fight whoever the fuck he wants. It doesn't really matter. Like Charles Oliveira is such a fucking savage, he could fight anybody outside of that top fifteen. It'll be absolutely fine. Then we got Bryce Mitchell, Edson Barboza. That's your featherweights. Let's see where they've jumped to the rankings now. Bryce is at nine. Barboza is at eleven. What about Barboza versus Bryce Leroy? When's this fight? This weekend. Yeah. Let's do Barboza versus. Alex Caceres after this after his fight against Sadiq Yusuf. I think that's a good fight. That'll be a good watch. And then uh, Bryce Mitchell. I don't think you give him to an Ev Evloev. I mean, they have the same record. However, I don't think you throw the undefeated fighters together. Like Maybe Giga Chikadze, but once again, I'm not sure... sure. Or you could jump him up real hard. Give him Calvin Cater. I, I want to see him fight Calvin Cater. I think that might be a good fight. That interests me, actually. Hmm. You've got the crisp boxing of Calvin Cater. And then you've got um, the just smothering jiu-jitsu and wrestling of Bryce Mitchell. Then, what was the next fight? The Sanjos versus Moicano. I've got the sniffles, guys. That's why I'm rubbing my nose and shit. The Sanjos is ranked six. Like Fizier. I don't know how <laughs> that fight was already booked. The Sanjos doesn't care. He'll fight Fiziev again. He's not gonna fight. Or maybe you give him a Dustin Poirier, but he's too fixed on fighting Nate Diaz. Yassi Fiziev or maybe a Gregor Gillespie if you want to jump Gregor up there real fast. RDA doesn't do that well against wrestlers, and Greg Gillespie is a pretty good wrestler. He doesn't fight that often because many people don't want to fight him. But he had that one fight after this, and I don't think he's been booked since. Yeah, he hadn't been booked since because it just, just doesn't. Like, people don't want to fight a wrestler with like great potential. That sounds rude of me. Then you got the then you got the welterweights to see what they're on. Masvidal has fallen behind. I don't know what you do with Masvidal, to be honest. Maybe give him a Nick or Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz more than Nick. I don't want to see him fight Nick, let's be honest. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Like, I hope this doesn't happen. When Leon Edwards fights Usman, Ed Edwards loses. And then you could put that fight together. But I see Edwards pretty much fucking him up the entire time. Or... 
Masvidal versus Thompson. Like, do that rematch. Both guys not on the best of streaks. Like, I think it's two fights for Thompson, three fights for Jorge. Yeah, so you put that together. Go give him someone, yo. He's not going to fight a Sean Brady or a Chemaev or anyone like that. You have to give him some big names. Thompson, they could headline a fight night. But the fact is, coming, not coming, the Masvidal probably sees himself as such a huge star that fighting on a fight night is out of the picture. So, yeah. Then you got Colby. Colby's in a weird fucking position, man. Like, he's lost twice to Usman. And he's calling out Poirier, which isn't going to happen. I don't like the calling out saying, let's, I'm going to, like, fuck your kid, your kid's not yours. Don't bring kids in here, man. That's just fucked. But, Colby, give him the loser of, well, if, so you got Hamzat versus Burns. If Burns wins, give him Covington. Right? And if not, probably the winner of Muhammad versus um, Luke. I think that'll be a good fight, especially if it's Luke. Like Luke comes to scrap, man. Like Luke's fucking crazy. Sorry, this is a fucking awful blast. <laughs> All right, let's look at next week's cards. Actually, let me go through my predictions for like how well I did on verdict. Let's see. So, looking at all of these. Sorry for the Rodriguez fight. I had Rodriguez by decision. That came true. I actually had Jalen Turner by second round knockout. Yep. Sergei so Smith actually had by decision, but I guess Greg Hardy didn't do too well. Kevin Holland I had by second round knockout. Happened. Barboza third round PKO. Yeah, didn't happen. And I had both these fights by decision. Winner rank. Um, top 40% of users, which sounds like not that great, but I'm pretty chuffed with that because you have to give exact rounds, method of finishing. You can't just pick who you think is going to win in this app, which is fun. Not too bad. Now, next week's card. Let me pull up predictions for that. Uncle Santos versus Ankalaev. Let's just go through it. Alex Pereira versus Bruno Silva. Let's see, what's Bruno Silva style? Black belt of jiu-jitsu? Ooh. Why are they... Oh, he's predominantly knockouts. Fair enough. <laughs> I was going to say, why are you matching it up with a jiu-jitsu guy? Wait, hold up. Look at these fucking wins. Jesus Christ. This guy had a five, a five on a record and then was like, nah, fuck you. Obviously, most of these guys don't. He beat Alexander Shlomenko. By knockout. Bro, this guy's good. Shlomenko ain't a fucking joke. 2018, how was the oldest Laura Kavad dad? 2018 was four years ago. 33. He beat Shlomenko. Hey, Shlomenko ain't a joke, though. What the fuck? How, how the fuck he beat Shlomenko? He knocked him out in the first round. Yo, I might, I might give you a nomination. But I do have Alex Pereira by first round knockout. <laughs> you heard all the jokes of me, but you know. That'd be the case. Then Drew Dober versus Terence McKinney. 
I thought Drew dove by decision, but McKenny took this fight on a week's notice. I know. I mean, he knocked some guy out of taking a fight on a week's notice in seven seconds, but I'm favoring Drew Dober. I'm not going to lie, but I wouldn't be shocked if Terry McKenny did something fucking crazy. Um, Khalil Roundtree versus Carl Robertson. Robertson? Yeah, Robertson. I always call him Robertson. Robertson, but I've got I've got Khalil by decision. Sadiq Yusuf versus Alex Ceres. I think Sadiq probably wins this. Um, let's see. Alex is walking around Alex Ceres is on 19 and 12. It's a great fire, man. Like, he's on a good win streak. Be Chase Hooper. He loses the big guys, but then look at that. He has a win over Sergio Perez. Damasio Page. He's a weird fighter, man. Like, damn, man. He's good, though. And then, let's see. I've got... Oh, see, got Steve Perry. I've got... Song Dong by second round knockout over... Of a... Marlon Marais. Mar- mainly because... I think Marais is a bit past it now. That's rude to say, but I do think he is. Like he hasn't had a good run in recent history, has he? Like, I don't even think he won this fight. I think he should be on a five fight losing streak. Like I feel this fight was about right, but yeah, I think he's on a five fight losing streak. I think he's gonna get finished again, and I don't know where he goes from here. main event. I've actually got Ankalaev by decision. I feel like Ankalaev is probably the most well-rounded fighter in that entire division. Like, dude, he could do everything. Like, strike, he's good on the ground. And Santos, Santos is good, man, but we saw what Glover did to him, and I see I see, what's his, I see Ankalaev do some really similar, I'm not gonna lie. I do see it happening. Um, yeah, so that's enough with that. What time are we on? 18 minutes. That's it. <sighs> God, why is it talking to yourself? Sucks so much, bro. Um, let's look at this. I'm on the ESPN website right now for anyone who's wondering on the podcast. Kayla Harrison recites with the PFL. That's some big news. Mark Ramundi. Big on box. Uh, number seven of the women's power for poundless. ESPN. The UFC made an offer, but it wasn't the same ballpark as the one from PFL and Bellator. I mean, yeah. What do you expect, to be honest? It's like... The UFC doesn't have a featherweight division. And then you have... You have Kayla Harrison, who fights... As lightweight, it's it's kind of hard. Like, what they're gonna find, Nunes, who gonna be rematching, uh, Pena. So, yeah, that's that's cool. Who's next with Covington? Don't know. Who's time for the UFC? Greg Hardy, probably. Yeah. What else is in the news? Divisional rankings, let's, let's have a look at this. See what they're saying. Nganu, 
Gahn, Miocic, Tui Vasid, Lewis, Blades, Volkov. I say Overeem doesn't deserve to be in that. Respectfully, I don't think so. Like, I don't know how Overeem's still ranked in top 10 there. Let's see the UFC rankings for heavyweight. Like, and that's no respect to Overeem, but he's on the Is Rosa Strike in there? Yeah, how's Rosa Strike in there for Chris Dorcas is? It's like. How's dogs right on? I see that. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Obviously, here, where's... Um, there we go. There's Gay God. I, I love Darren Till, but he doesn't deserve to be ranked here. Quite frankly. Uh, all the audio listeners are going to be pissed at me. Let's go something else. Oh, there's news of Makachev saying that um, he wants to win the 155 belt, which I think he does do. Defend it five times. Well, at least three times he wants to beat the record. And then he wants to move up as long as Usman is not the champion anymore. And become a double champ. Making history being the first ever lightweight and welterweight champion. Which I could see happening because behind... Behind the big, like, welterweight that is, like, um, Usman, you've got, you've got some pretty small welterweights, I'm not going to lie, you've got Covington, who could, who could definitely drop down to 155, Gilbert Burns is a former 155er, put it up, um, Leon Edwards could have dropped down, some of these guys could, like, really drop down, Kiesa's big, though, I'm pretty sure Kiesa being a former lightweight. And serious stones, we got Velasquez being denied bail for some fucking reason. That's a bunch of shit. That's a bunch of shit. Let's not lie. He should have not been. Why is this didn't like fucking hell? Miss my words. Why is this bail being denied? Like, because he's too much of a risk. They say it's like no, he's not. The risk is the government let out a fucking pedophile and a molester. And the guy who tried to like take the law to his own hand, which he really shouldn't have. Like Joe Rogan says, I wish he fucked up his hands. He's the, he's the one who's too much of a risk. Fucking bullshit, man. I'm I'm sorry for this podcast being such a mess. Let's go and hit the next screen. I'm sorry for this podcast being such a mess. I have no idea what I'm doing, and um, hopefully. I can make this podcast more weekly when we get used to it, get into the vibes, hopefully enjoy ourselves. And um, yeah, let me just pull up all our social medias on Linktree, which should be in our bio, but we'll tell you anyway, because I'm a nice person. Log in. Right, we're on YouTube. Our YouTube is literally Explicit MMA. Spotify, which, you know, it's probably where you found this podcast. Let's be completely honest. We're on Twitter on Explicit MMA. Talking about Twitter, my tweet made it onto BT Sport, and I was the happiest motherfucker that I could ever be. Like, holy shit. Man, I was fucking chuffed. I'm not going to lie. Like, how the fuck did I manage to get on a BT Sport? Like, where's the tweet? 
Where's the fucking tweet? Uh, Twitter. Like, I was watching the, the Wayne show, and I was like, yo, fuck it, let me, let me drop a tweet, let's see what happens. And, um, I don't know, I have one follower, and that's my mate. <laughs> I tweeted out, tweets and replies. BT Sport, what's the likelihood that Jorge and Corby shake hands after the fight? I knew it was going to happen. I thought, you know what, fuck it, let's, let's put something that they'll probably talk about. And, um, yeah, it went on. Do you think the beef is real? Keep up the good work. I got on a BT Sport, guys. Let's fucking go. Woo! And then, um, let's go back to it. Instagram is explicit underscore MMA. We're trying to get explicit MMA. Someone else fucking owns it. And they haven't posted in, like, three fucking years. I don't think they ever have. I need to, let me just quickly check. At the end, they'll say, Oi, what's the chances you change your name? They've never posted. I want that fucking username. <laughs> but, guys, I hope you enjoyed this really fucking stupid podcast, which I have no idea what I did. And, um, yeah, um, that's it from me. Make sure you give us five stars as well as um, follow our podcast. Try to get 50 viewers, well, 50 listeners by the end of the year. So, um, thanks, guys, and I'll see you soon.